You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. Primary character in Psalm 78, 9 through 11 is Ephraim. Ephraim, number one, was a tribe of Israel. Israel being the chosen nation, a people of God, literally speaking and, and spiritually speaking, Israel being an allusion to the church of God. Israel is is a portrait of how God looks out for his children. Israel was elected. Ephraim was specifically singled out by God to be a chosen group. When God specifically chooses you, it says about you that you are a person of divine favor. God has singled you out to bless you has singled you out to place his mark, to place his best, his better upon your life. And that's saying something. That's the reason I don't take it lightly that God chose me. I don't take it lightly that I am a servant of God, that I am a child of God. I tell folks, even when I'm going through trouble, I'm blessed. Oh, Lord, y'all y'all didn't say a whole lot when I said that. I said, I tell folks, even when I'm going through trouble, I am blessed. I'm blessed of God. It does not matter what's taking place in my life. I am blessed because I am chosen of God. And you, you have to know that despite... What you go through, if you are chosen of God, his favor is upon your life. And therefore, no matter what you go through, your God is going to be with you. Used to be an old saying that that, uh, if somebody is really with you, they are with you through thick and thin. God is with you no matter what. With you through thick and thin. But Ephraim also uh, is important when it comes to the meaning of his name. Ephraim means doubly fruitful. Speaks of a people that are productive in every aspect of life. Speaks of a people that God has decreed not only a blessing upon, but a blessing that will continue to happen. 
will continue to flow as long as they're in the will of God, such as us. God not only has decreed that we are blessed, but the blessing that he has placed upon our life is a continual blessing. Just like the river going to continue to flow as long as we are submitting to his will. See, understand something. Even when you go through trouble, God is still blessing you. Everything that can go wrong can be going wrong, but God's blessing is still upon you. One thing I, I ask myself in the midst of trials and tribulation, could it be worse? I have to ask myself that, could this be worse? And often, and often I say to myself, yes, it could be worse, but the reason is not is because God's hand is still upon me. Good God, that's, that's talking to somebody. You're going through something right now. And it could be worse. Matter of fact, just look at your situation just for a few seconds and, and just ask yourself the question, could it be worse? The reason is not as worse as it could be is because your God has his hand, his power on you. And that's the reason is not getting any worse. So despite the trials that you go through, God is still blessing you. Now, contextually, when, when it comes to Ephraim, you will notice that Ephraim was really preparing to fight. Getting ready to fight. Matter of fact, let's look at it again. I don't want to lose you. The children of Ephraim being armed and carrying bows, they were preparing to what? Fight. They were equipped to fight. Breaking it down, they had offensive weapons. They were ready to attack. They had defensive weapons. They were prepared to withstand attacks. They were ready. See, see, there's one thing about God. If he permits us to go through a battle, he is going to equip us. Paul talked about how, how no temptation has overtaken us that is not common to man. But then it says, but God is faithful who will not allow the temptation to basically consume us. He said, but with the temptation, he'll also make a way of escape. Why? So we can bear it. God equips you for everything you go through. Even when... Uh, Fleshly speaking, you feel as if you're being overwhelmed by something. No, you're not. God is omniscient. He knows everything. He, he knows the battle, the trial is going to happen before it even manifests in your life. 
And he has given you what you need in order to deal with whatever comes your way. It's like you may be going through something right now. That thing should not be overwhelming to you unless you're in the flesh. If you're focused and you're, and you're looking at the word correctly, you will know that despite what I'm going through, this thing is not going to win. I just have to keep the faith. I just have to keep doing what the word tells me to do. Why do I have to keep the faith? Why do I have to keep doing what the word tells me to do? Because 1 John 5 and 4 says the victory that overcomes the world world representing problems, troubles, and so forth, is even our faith. What God has been giving me in order to fight whatever opposed me. How has he been giving me faith and how is that faith going to help me? Again, First John 5 and 4, the victory that overcomes the world is even your faith. How do you get that faith? Romans 10 and 17, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. God feeds you week in and week out in order for you to receive what you're going to need in order to fight whatever is opposing you. I don't care what's opposing you, God gives you faith in order to deal with that thing, that situation, or even that person. And so, Ephraim was prepared. They were prepared for battle, ready to fight. But then the next thing, it just, something wrong. I know that's country, but I, I'm going to say that one more time. Something wrong when you look at that text. How you going to be ready, <laughs> equipped? But then look at what happens. They were ready to fight, but turn back in the day of battle. How you going to testify about how God done bless you? How God has been your help? How you going to look at folks eye to eye and say, and say to them, can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do me like Jesus. And in the day of your battle, the day of your trouble, quit. Had a good testimony, sister. Powerful testimony. But what followed your testimony is disturbing. I heard she quote all those scriptures, brother. Lord, and you were on point. The scriptures that you were quoting were, were right. They were scriptures you should have stood upon. But what happened after you quoted the scriptures, it was disturbing. God 
has equipped you to deal with it. But then when it's time to deal with it, you turn your back. You quit. I wonder, has it ever happened to you? Was it because of what you saw? Y'all ain't really saying anything. I was asking you. I was just, maybe you thought I was just playing. Let me go over here. Was it because of what you saw? Or was it because of what you heard? Was it because of the company you were keeping? Sometimes folk quit a, a turn from the fight because of what they see, because of what they hear, or because of the company that they're keeping. There's no way you, you, you can fight and you're listening to a wimp. There's it, no way you're going to put forth your best effort and, and you're around pessimistic folk. There's no way you're going to triumph and you're constantly listening to stuff you have no business listening to. You can't expect to come out with better if you're hanging around worse. You can't expect to be triumphant in the battle that you're going through in your mind, in your body. If you're constantly around somebody that's talking doubt, that's talking contrary to the will of God. They were prepared to fight. God had chosen them to fight. God had chosen them to go through this, that, and the other. But in the day of battle, they turned. What would have happened if Daniel would have turned in the day of battle? What would have happened if, if, if God bragging on Job about being a just person? Job would have turned in battle. What would have happened if Jesus would have turned in battle? John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. But what if Jesus, as a man, as a free moral agent, would have refused to go through battle. Would have refused to die, to suffer for our sake. Say to your neighbor, we would still be messed up. Would still be an oring. Still be on dope. 
still be lying all the time. Still be trying to get over on folk. Do, do you know the same way that that we de- we depend on Jesus? There are some folks that depend on you. Maybe not to that magnitude, but they depend on you. You are an example for somebody. You are you are somebody's Paul, and they are your Timothy. Paul was Timothy's example. His model. But if Paul would have quit when they put him in jail, what would have happened to Timothy? Say to your neighbor, what you do is going to affect somebody. Matter of fact, it may affect more than one person. If you quit, it's going to affect somebody. If you go through it, it's going to affect somebody. Bottom line, you're going to end up helping or hurting somebody. Folk don't look at me. Yes, they do. Somebody has heels or her eyes on you. What you do matters. Well, they need to quit looking at me and just look at Jesus. No, that ain't the way it works. That's not the way it works. We are to be his witnesses. We are to be his examples on earth. Paul said, follow me. Imitate me. As I follow Christ. In Philippians 3, he he went so far as to tell the church, look, I need y'all to mock folk that are examples. What you say, think, and do, it matters. Somebody's looking at you. Even if, even if he or she never tells you. That's the reason you got to watch yourself in the church and outside of the church. That's the reason when you know you're going through a fight, you can't tuck tail and run. You can't bag down because God allows his children to go through battles. He permits it to happen. This is why I, I didn't think we were going to have to fight. We just go stand still and watch the salvation of the Lord. Not all the time. Yeah, there are times God may say, look, there's no need for you to fight in this battle. You just stand still and watch me work. No, 
Sometimes God will send a fiery trial. That's the reason Peter said in 1 Peter 4 and 12, Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial. Get this, which is to try you. It's, it's for what? To try you. 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 And trying implies takes you through a battle. Takes you through a fight. See how your mind going to hold up. See how your tongue going to hold up. See how your actions going to hold up. See if you going to talk. God talk. In the midst of the heat. See if you're going to keep giving in, in the midst of turmoil. So your neighbor, you can't be like Ephraim. Look at what Ephraim did. Notice, notice this. Because it, it, it's specific here. Back in Psalm 78. They turned back in the day of battle. And then it specifically talks about what they did. First, they did not keep the covenant of God. Y'all see that? They did not keep the covenant, the agreement of God. God does not want us to break covenant with him. I said he does not want us to break covenant with him. Go with me to the book of Psalm 29. Now look at what the first verse says here in Psalm 29 and 1. Give unto the Lord, O you what? And then it says, give unto the Lord what? Glory and what? When it comes to keeping God's covenant, the one thing it's going to require from children of God is to give of yourself. When, when, it, when it comes to keeping a covenant or an agreement, especially a divine agreement, it's going to take giving of yourself. Specifically, it's going to take giving your, your strength. Because I'm going to tell you something. Some, some things that God would have us do in relation to keeping covenant with him our flesh is going to oppose. Our flesh is going to try to tell us, look, you don't need to do that. But see, you have to be willing to give of yourself. Even when you don't. You ready? You ready for it? 
Even when you don't see a reason why you should. Naturally speaking. Because sometimes you can be done prayed for weeks. And naturally you be like, why should I keep praying? It ain't happened yet. Because God said it works. Because God said in Luke 18 and 1 is something you, you always should do. So despite what it looks like or even what it feels like, you have to continue to give of yourself. And when he talks about his mighty ones, when he, 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 he's indirectly speaking about his, his children, folks that he has empowered to do his command. Folk that he has empowered to do exactly what he, he promised or what he commanded them to do. Back in Psalm 78, it goes on to say this right here. They refuse to walk, get this, in his law or his rules. Or breaking it down, his word. They refuse to live what Jesus said they needed to live by. Jesus said in Matthew 4 and 4, man shall not live by, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God or from God. Whatever God puts forth, written or spoken, is what we ought to live by. Right? But am I reading this right? They refused. Man, that's powerful right there. Look at this verse. They refused to walk in his law. And then finally in verse 11, and forgot his works and his wonders that he had shown them. They act as if God had never done anything for them. It's not saying that they completely lost out of their mind what God did. They just acted as if God hadn't did anything for them. I'm going to tell you something. If God has moved for you before, and let's just say it was the first time, you may have been nervous, shaken, wondering, and so forth until God manifested what he promised. But, but then if it's the fifth, tenth, a hundred times that God ha has done it and you still nervous and shaking something wrong with you child of God if God has proven himself if, if God has established between you and him that, that, that he has a track record of faithfulness every time you get 
in something, he brings you out even when you mess up your own self. You should, you should not continue to shake or to wonder if God is going to do it. There should be a knowing in your spirit. There should be a knowing in your spirit to the point to where you can say things like this too shall pass. God still going to do it. The deadline done passed, but God still going to do it. You, you be walking around bold saying things like, with man this is impossible, but that with God, because with God all things are possible. Oh, he did it for me back then, and it seemed impossible, but he going to do it. That has to be your testimony. You should never forget what God has done for you. You should never forget where God brought you from. That's the reason sometimes you, you can just stand in the midst of your storm and just, just, just at peace. And folk be wondering, why, why in the world is she so calm about all this taking place? Because the peace of God is upon her. What is it about the peace of God? The peace of God surpasses, get this, all understanding. Why are you not nervous about this? Because God going to work it out. God done already told me. He done chose me to be this. He done chose for me to do this, that, and the other. This ain't nothing but something that's trying to test my faith. Something that's trying to move me out of my set place. And I'm not going to allow this thing to move me out of my set place. I'm going to be steadfast, unmovable. I'm just going to stay right here in the work of God because my lady is not in vain. But say to your neighbor, they turn back. They turn back. Look at your neighbor and say, I don't know what you're going through. But don't you ever quit just because of the battle. I'm saved, but it seems like I, I keep backsliding. So? You make sure you keep coming to church, getting strength from God's word, week in and week out until he establishes you, until he places you on a solid foundation. But mother so-and-so saying, I ought to just quit until I done made up my mind. Don't you listen to mother so-and-so. (laughs) 
Well, folk roll their eyes at me because they know I've been in and out the church. So? Where you gonna go? Where you gonna get this kind of help? The best help you can get is in God's house. If you go get yourself together, it ain't gonna happen outside the church of God. It's gonna happen. Proverbs 24 and 16 says, A just person will fall, but he'll get right back up. Say to your neighbor, you ain't got no business quitting. You just keep coming and you keep coming and you keep coming because sooner or later, if you're real with God, you're going to get a firm foundation. You're going to get a hold and God going to use you like you never. Some of us, our middle name could have been Fall. Our middle name could have been mess up. We've messed up so many times. You never practice sin. You don't practice sin. But if you're trying to live right, if, if it's in your mind that you want to do right by God, you put forth your best effort and even if you fall, you get up. Because I'm going to tell you something. If you, if you backslide and, and seven worse spirits get a hold of you, you think you were a mess? Before Jesus? That's when you have to strive. And, and when you do make a mistake, get up, repent, and move forward. But whatever you do, don't quit. Just because of the battle. Some people ask, why, why would the psalmist point out that Ephraim, who God had blessed bountifully, turned their back on him, turned their back in battle? Paul said, certain things are written, get this, for our learning. Matter of fact, I probably need to show you that. Let's see. I think we need to go to Romans. Consider Romans, the 15th chapter. Verse 4. As I get ready to close. Romans 15 and 4. Whatever things were written 
before were written for our learning. That we through the patience which is hope and endurance and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. What do I need to learn from Ephraim? Not to turn back in battle. Breaking it down, not to quit. Say to your neighbor, no matter how hard it gets, don't quit. And life will get hard. But you can't quit. Financially, it'll get hard sometime while you're waiting on your season of the good measure, the press down, the shaking together, and the running over. But whatever you do, don't quit giving to God because giving will cause God to send forth a harvest. Sometime you, you'll pray for months and, and you won't see the manifestation you are expecting. But whatever you do, don't you quit praying. Because if you quit praying, you're going to lose heart or you're going to give up according to Luke 18 and 1. Say to your neighbor, I got to learn from Ephraim. I've got to learn from Ephraim. And, and see, Ephraim should, should have went on to fight despite what they saw or what they heard. See, see you can't just stand back. Oh, Lord, them giants. Ain't no way we're going to win. No, you, you can't go by that. See, see, if you go by that, you'll you end up like Israel. Do you know when Israel seen the people in the promised land? When, when they seen that, that they were giant and they looked like grasshoppers? They quit. And it caused them the promised land. Even though Caleb said, look, we need to go right now. And even, even though Caleb really gave them that rainbow, but they missed it. Caleb told him, said, look, the Lord, if the Lord delight himself in us, he going to give us the battle. Their sight convinced them more than the rainbow word. You can't allow your sight to convince you more so than what God has promised you. I don't care how awesome the weapon is that the enemy has formed. It may look as if it is it's, it's a weapon that will take you out in five seconds. 
I don't care about the report that has been put in your hand in the form of a weapon. Describing to you how it is no way you can have what you desire. There's no way you can overcome what you're going through. They, they, they may have detailed it to the point to, to where they, they explain every single thing, line after line, sentence after sentence, paragraph after paragraph, but, but, but it still is incorrect. When it comes to a child of God. Say to your neighbor, I don't care what I've been formed against you. If you are a child of God, that weapon is not going to work. I said that weapon is not going to work. Y'all better come on here with me Isaiah 54 and 17 will you preach to somebody no weapon that is formed against you child of God shall finish it look at another child of God and say to him I heard no weapon form against you shall prosper Say to your neighbor, it was formed to mess with your mind, to mess with your talk, and to mess with your doings. But you can't allow that weapon that has been formed to change your mind about God, to change your talk about God, to change what you do about God. Because no weapon that is formed against you shall... And I'm done. Let's give the Lord a big hand of praise. Thank you for listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. Please stop by our website for more information on our church at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Until next time, remember, Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly.